Welcome to the Posley Fit Podcast. This is the podcast for you to learn healthy habits to bring out the most confident, strong, and empowered version of you. Each week, I'll be bringing you episodes by myself and other influential figures in the health and wellness industry. So get ready to face your fears and chase your dreams head on. I'm your host, Fit Little Meg, and I can't wait to help you live a positively fit life. Welcome back, my friends, to the Posley Fit Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I'm here with my good friend, Mackenzie. She is also a health and wellness coach, and she happens to live in the Scottsdale, Arizona area. We have been following each other for, I think it's been four years now, so it's been so incredible to watch her grow and build her business, and I'm so excited for her to share more about you know, how far she's come and just how she's developed such an amazing mindset with food. So Mackenzie, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself right now. Hello, guys. Thank you so, so much for having me, Meg. It's amazing to be here with you and finally have you in the same state as me. Yes! Because we have known each other like over the internet for so long. So it's great to finally be in the same place. So I am a health and wellness coach. Like Meg said, I focus a lot on our mindset, just kind of like Meg does as well, and more so on creating our healthiest and most positive lifestyle. So I started my business about a year and a half ago. I actually moved to Arizona to be a strength and conditioning coach, but I found that my passion lied more so in the mindset and developing a overall healthy and balanced life for my clients, not just the training aspect of it. So I transitioned into a full-time online health coach and it first started off more focusing on our body. But now as I've transitioned, I found that our mindset is the most important thing. So I am really transitioning into just solely focusing on developing a very positive and healthy mindset around food and exercise and our body and confidence and then working on our physical results. So that's kind of a little bit about what I do. And I'm really excited for this podcast. Yes, absolutely. And I love that you mention that I always stress to people I'm like in order to you know look your best on the outside you have to first take care of everything on the inside you know it really does all start internally so I love how you mentioned that yeah absolutely and I know for myself and not just my clients that is what I have found to be the biggest key to success because if I wasn't able to change overall what was going on internally and my mindset towards myself or food or fitness in general, there's no way that I would have been able to find that balance that everyone talks about, right? It's like everyone's saying, oh, you need to find your balance. But it's like, what does that look like? It yeah. doesn't just look like working out and eating certain foods. It's different for every person. So figuring that out for yourself and developing a mindset towards each of those that is going to be positive and that's going to be what leads to your Absolutely. Success. And definitely piggybacking off that, just forming a relationship with yourself and starting to love yourself. I know a lot of us women tend to be so hard on ourselves and we tend to, you know, do that negative self-talk and whatnot. And that really does impact us in so many ways. So I know both of us really try to help women form that positive, healthy relationship with themselves, really where they're hyping each other up, you know, being your own hype woman, loving yourself inside and out. So that that way you're able to, you know, have that positive, confident mindset. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I 100% agree with that. I think that you have to be your own hype woman. Yes. If you're not there telling yourself every single day how amazing you are and the potential that you have and actually believing in yourself, how are you going to be able to achieve any goal you set out for? And it doesn't even it just need to be fitness related, but it can be with anything yeah. in your life, you know, relationships or your job. You have to believe in yourself to take that next step to actually adhere to your goal or whatever you're wanting to achieve. But I think that, you know, comes down with having the confidence and building that overall mindset around those things as well. Absolutely. And definitely, like you said, you know, you have to believe in yourself. I always tell my clients that too. I'm like, you have to believe in self in order for you to achieve those goals. You have to believe it's going to happen. And I really do believe in manifesting exactly what you want. And I also tell people too, I'm like, even in the beginning, you might not believe yourself. You might be writing down like that you're amazing. You might be writing down that you're going to achieve this goal and you might not be believing it. But the more that you think it, the more that you start telling yourself it's going to happen, the more you're going to start feeling it. And eventually you're going to start actually believing it. Yep. I could not agree with that more again, just because I know for myself, I struggled with an eating disorder for about four to five years. And it all came down to the fact that I did not believe in my ability to actually overcome it. So I stayed in the same cycle over and over and over again. And it wasn't until I said, you know what, you are able to do something to change this unless you want to be stuck here for the rest of your life. That is so powerful. Right when I started to remind myself that I had control, I was the only one who was able to take this part of my life that was entirely bringing me down and causing me to be depressed. But I had that ability to entirely change it just due to the fact that I believed that it was actually going to be possible. But, you know, for four to five years, I didn't think there was any way for me to come out of this because I thought it controlled me. Yeah. Well, I, today's episode, I really wanted us to dive deeper into how we did form this healthy relationship with food, because I know a lot of women listening right now might fear food and they might have this unhealthy negative mindset towards food. And I want us to be able to help them find that food freedom in a healthy way. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that I stress so much with all of my audience on social media and with my clients as well. I think so many people, when we look at food and we look at fat loss or getting into a new routine, we all of a sudden look at food as the enemy. We don't see it as something that's positive for our body. Where in reality, food is the one thing that is going to give us fuel. Yes help us survive really and we need it but I think you know there's that negative connotation around it where we believe that we can't have it which leads to a lot of people restricting their calories and cutting food back and cutting out things that they love when in reality it just comes down to properly portioning out your food and reminding yourself that there's nothing that's inherently bad for you there's just things that have more nutrients and other things that are less nutrients yeah and finding that moderation finding that balance that you talk about. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so important for people to realize too that food, like you said, is fuel. And it doesn't just fuel our body physically. It also fuels our body mentally. You know, what you're eating, what you consume, it really plays a huge role in your mindset. So having this healthy relationship with food, but also having an understanding of what is going to fill your body best and what is going to make you feel your best is so important for people to find and realize. 
So with that, I feel like I want us to talk a little bit more too, just about the struggles that we face. Cause I know both you and I have struggled, you know, we've struggled in the past who hasn't struggled, right? But we have struggled to find that food freedom. And so I wanted to talk a little bit more about those struggles that we faced. Yeah. So I think for me, it began because I wanted to shrink my body, right? I wanted to be smaller. I wanted to be leaner. And I think this is something that so many women struggle with. You know, we want to be a littler version of ourselves because we believe that that smaller version of ourselves is going to make us happier. We see a picture of somebody else looking so happy because they have this incredible body that we maybe desire to have or that social media and social standards has led us to believe is ideal. And I think that's where these issues and these struggles that we have with food start occurring because when we think I need to get smaller, I need to lose weight, I need to lose fat, and that is our one goal and we don't think about anything else, we typically start with restriction of Mm -hmm. our food or over-exercising. It's kind of one of those things that society has kind of always told us to believe, like, um, eat less, move more. That was like always something that was <laughs> yeah. like promoted. Yeah, and yeah. it's, yes, you to can. To a certain you consent, can, yeah. Yeah, I think people take that too far and yes. they run with it or just so many people saying you need to be in a calorie deficit. Well, you know, if there's a healthy caloric deficit of maybe, you know, um, 500 calories, calories yeah. or there's an 1,000 or 1,500 calorie deficit. And it's about making sure that you guys and our clients are educated on this and know that if you want to achieve your goals, there is a healthy way, way to, to do, do this. And you don't need to cut out Completely everything you love yeah. Yeah, and get to this place where, you know, you're developing some sort of eating disorder. And going back onto that, because I wanted to be so small and because it was fueled by being around so many little girls who were like under 90 pounds when I cheered, I felt that was the only thing I could do is just not eat very anything. So I would eat about 800 calories a day and it would only work for a period of time because my body was burning so many calories through exercising and weightlifting plus cheer practice plus going to class and walking all day. And then honestly, my body needed way more more food than I was giving it to survive. So what then would happen is I'd have these binges, which I'm sure people that are viewing this are very familiar with. And I would eat, you know, four, 5,000 calories in one sitting until the point where I felt so sick. sick. But it was a cycle I couldn't get out of because then what happened that next day, I'd restrict again, go back on the 800 calories and it continued for four, five years. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, I'm so passionate about making sure that there's balance and making sure that that doesn't happen, you know, to you guys and that you can get out of that cycle if it's something you have struggled with. I definitely can relate to, I feel like I used to restrict myself so much. You know, I kept hearing you have to be in caloric deficit. I have to be in caloric deficit. And yes, like we talked about, you do, but you don't have to restrict yourself so much when you are in that deficit. I, I didn't realize that, you know, I would only eat chicken and broccoli and all these clean, healthy foods. And I would restrict myself from having all the things that I loved. And what would end up happening is that I would, like you were talked about binge, you know, and I would start eating peanut butter and I could not stop until I ate the whole entire jar. And then I was so sick. And it was like, you talked about massive cycle. And, you know, of course that is going to affect you physically. It's going to affect your metabolism and, you know, everything, but more importantly, it affects your mindset and it makes you feel terrible, you know, and you're, you're just, 
starting to form this negative relationship with yourself. You start thinking like, why can't I do this correctly? Why can't I be like everyone else? You know, what am I doing wrong? And I just started to hate who I was. And it it was definitely this downward spiral and something that I want everyone to avoid. And I want people to realize that, you know, when you start restricting, when you start having these unhealthy relationships with food, unhealthy relationships with the gym, it in return is going to affect your mindset, which is going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect your work balance. It's going to affect every single thing that you do. And it turns into this downward spiral. And I know that's something that both Mackenzie and I are so passionate about. And we want to make sure that we are putting this out there so that we can help as many people as possible avoid some of the mistakes that we made. Yeah, absolutely. It's like one of those things that we've done, we've been there, we've seen so many of our clients and our friends go through the same cycles and we know that it's possible for you guys to end those or for you guys to do this in the most healthy manner. So we want to make sure that you guys aren't um, following the same path. So if you are listening and you have struggled with anything like, you know, this binging and restriction cycle, know that it is possible for you to get out, right? You just have to continue believing that it is. And then also knowing that if you are eating, it's not a bad thing because when it comes to binging and restriction, the main cause of the cycle is that restriction. So if you're eating more on a regular basis, your body isn't going to feel like it's starving, like it is whenever you're restricting your food. Therefore, even if it feels like you're eating more on a daily basis, you're not going to have this up and down teeter totter Mm -hmm. of the amount of food that you're putting into your body. And it's going to be a consistent amount of energy, therefore allowing you to have more freedom throughout the rest of your day so that if you do want to go to lunch or go out to dinner, you can do that without being restricted or feeling guilty about it. And you can go to the gym and have energy rather than feeling like you're going to pass out and then, you know, feeling bad about that. So then overeating afterwards. So that's, you know, what we mean when we say finding that balance and overall being able to enjoy our life and enjoy fitness as well without either one of them yeah. kind of taking over. And still making progress, you know, still reaching mm-hmm. goals. And I know what really helped me is just forming a positive, healthy relationship with myself and trying to really have that positive mindset overall. I started to see, you know, challenge myself to see the good in everything. And like I talked about earlier in the beginning, I had to keep telling myself that I was so worth it, even though I didn't believe it. Right. And I just kept telling myself, I started writing myself notes. You know, I, I would say it out loud and I was vocalizing my goals to people. And the more I started doing that, the more I started believing in myself. And in the return, I was able to get to where I wanted to be. But another tool that I know Mackenzie and I also use for clients that helped me realize I didn't have to restrict myself so much was macro tracking. And so by spending some time tracking, I was able to learn how to intuitively eat properly. And I was able to realize too that I could fit a donut in my diet and still be in that caloric deficit I wanted to be in and still reach my goals. You know, I was able to have that variety with food and I didn't have to restrict myself so much. And I do believe that macro tracking has a really important place and teaching people portion sizes, teaching people how to probably feel your body. So it really does kind of set you up for success long-term. So that way you're able to make better choices when it comes to food. You're able to know what it is you're putting into your body and just be more educated when it comes to food in general. Yeah, absolutely. And I did macro tracking for a long period of time and that really helped me to develop a better relationship with food because like Meg said, being able to understand that you can have a donut or you can have 
pancakes or whatever food you possibly like want in that moment, you can probably put that into your diet and it's not going to hurt you. Whereas when you come from that restricted diet and you've said, all I can eat is chicken and vegetables and maybe some rice here and there, it sets you up to believe that certain foods are bad and they're going to correlate to fat gain. Whereas that's not really true Mm because if you have, you know, 300 calories of a donut, but you have 300 calories of another meal, sure, the macronutrients are different, but at the end of the day your body just sees that as, as cal- yeah for sure and and I really want you to be able to understand that you don't have to say no to everything that comes your way you mm-hmm. know you need to be able to enjoy your life and I think food is a huge part of it right absolutely who doesn't love getting right? dressed up yeah. and going out to a fun yeah, place like, to eat <laughs> everyone loves yes parties, holidays, birthdays, all of that stuff is a huge part of your life. And you shouldn't feel guilty after one of those yes, days or yes. shouldn't feel like you're going all out on those days either. And that's for I sure. talk about a lot with my clients is like the all in, all out mindset, which can be so bad. Just, yeah. Oh, the all or nothing approach. I try to get people to avoid that and realize that you know, okay, you want to go out to eat and you have a piece of cake. Wonderful. Have that piece of cake, but maybe choose to have a healthier dinner, right? Maybe choose not to have that alcoholic drink because you're having that piece of cake. Trying to avoid that all or nothing approach. But something else I really wanted to mention is that if you are someone who has been tracking for so long, and I know Mackenzie and I both trust this to clients, I don't want you to feel like you have to track forever. Tracking is a tool. It has so many positive benefits from it, but it is not something that you need to do for the rest of your life because I know that can also lead into a negative mindset when it comes to food. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like she just said, I don't look at that as, you know, the end all be all either. Yeah. Like who wants to be 60 years old and still have a birthday cake and putting it absolutely on the scale? Absolutely not. Yeah. No. And uh, this is how I, this is what I do for myself and all my clients. Yes. I make sure that we get to a place where we feel comfortable with food. We understand how to portion into it out. Eat, yeah. And then we can go into just listening to what our body wants and kind of taking those steps back to like what we did when we were a child. Yeah. Right? We didn't really have an idea of, you know, what was good or bad back then. We just listened to kind of what our body wanted and kind of just stopped when we were full and ate yeah. when we were hungry. And it's kind of just reverting back to that so that we don't have that negative mindset towards food that maybe like society has given us or what we've kind of developed for ourselves based upon a body goal that we wanted to have. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's so important to just remember that, you know, tracking is such an amazing tool. It's going to teach you the foundation and get you in a really good place, but it's not something that you need to do forever for a super long period of time because you're going to learn how to properly feel your body. And again, there it's like we'd mentioned, there's a, it's a place, it's a tool, and it is so incredible, but it's not something we have to do forever because who wants to be tracking out their food for the rest of their life? Definitely yeah. not me. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And it can be scary to kind of make that transition. It is, definitely. From, you know, portioning out all of your food, weighing it on a scale, and being knowing that you're app. consistent. I think yeah. too mentally, you know, like, okay, I've been eating consistently I, every day and then having to transition that. I know it's not easy, but I know me, I kind of do some of the calculations in my head, right? Like I haven't been tracking for the past couple of months, but I'm still like thinking in my head, okay, well, like my breakfast was super high in fat. So for lunch, I'm going to you know, maybe have my fats a little bit lower and have more carb and make sure I have that protein in. So I'm almost like doing some of the calculations in my head, 
but I'm not actually weighing things out and putting it into my fitness pal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really good way to kind of transition yes. to. I did that as well when I first started transitioning into intuitive eating. But over time, you start listening to your body a little bit more. And yeah. you just have that sense of freedom. I know I started to actually like enjoy food a lot more. And I would choose things on menus that I was like, I would have never gotten that before. Yeah. Because I had no idea how to track it. But it was something that I would feel like super satiated from and I was like I don't feel that need to then go home and eat, and eat something eat else more. yeah and that's exactly. how I would feel if I would try to just eat a salad I'm yeah. like well, I'm still hungry <laughs> that didn't satisfy me like, and that's something I want you to remember too is you don't always need to get the salad on the menu yeah. just because half the time the salad is not even the healthiest right, right. <laughs> like you can probably get something like a chicken sandwich or chicken burger and it's probably going to have like a better macro profile for you yeah. than a salad a lot of times Absolutely. so don't be afraid to get things that do have carbs or have been deemed as maybe bad for you because a lot of times they're going to be fine and you're probably going to feel a lot better after full, you eat yeah. it because you'll feel somewhat full rather than absolutely like you need more which can you know end up leading to eating more calories in the long run which isn't always a bad thing but you know, if you were trying to lose fat or something. Yeah, something good to keep in mind. Yeah. Something I wanted to ask you, what would you tell the woman out there that really is fearing food right now? That's a really good it question. It is a big question, yes. but I know a lot of people out there, you know, might be in the situation. So what would you tell them? So I would just want you to know that food is food and it's always going to be there. It's easy to stress about it, but you need to realize that anything that you're possibly worried about or going to work yourself up about or feel guilty about, it's always going to be there, right? You always have the opportunity to have that food. And if you want it, absolutely eat it, but never feel like you can or cannot eat something, right? And I think you just always need to remember that nothing is ever going to be inherently bad for you. Nothing is ever going to directly cause you to gain fat unless you're eating it in excess. Because Mm -hmm. I think that's why most people fear food is Mm -hmm. they're afraid that it's going to cause them to gain fat. So just remember that, you know, if you have 200 calories of cookies, you have 200 calories of vegetables. Yes, macros are different, but it's still going to be 200 calories going into your body. So if you wanted that cookie, it's better off to just eat it and feel happy about making that decision rather than forcing yourself to eat something you don't like. Because in the end, like we talked about, that can really lead to restrictions. It can lead to binge eating. It can lead to this negative mindset that we want to avoid. So I think that's super powerful. I definitely can relate with everything you said. I think that's so important. And just piggybacking off some of the stuff we talked about earlier, just reminding you that food is fuel. And you need to realize that food is fuel. It's something for us to enjoy. And we literally cannot survive without it. So realizing that your body needs it. Your body mentally needs it. Your body physically needs it. And again, make sure that you are enjoying what you eat. You know, if you hate chicken and broccoli, stop eating chicken and broccoli. There are so many other things that you can eat. So you should be enjoying Mm -hmm. the food that you're putting into your body. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of like we talked about too, it's about creating a healthy lifestyle for yourself and food's always going to be a part of it, but you get the opportunity to control and make the decisions of what you want to eat, right? You are in control of that and you get to eat things that you love. You don't ever have to be forced to eat something. No one's pinning you down saying you have to eat chicken and broccoli every day. Like, no, you can choose the things you love and it's about, you know, finding those healthy alternatives and just not being so scared to eat something that 
you've been fearful yeah, about in the past. For sure. Well, every single episode, I've been trying to leave the listeners with a positive takeaway. I do feel like we've left them a lot of positive takeaways throughout this episode, but is there anything else you'd like to say? You are not alone out there. As me and Meg talked about today, we've struggled with so many things that you have as well. And this is something that we're so passionate about because we believe in you and we want you to finally believe in yourself and know that you can make a change for yourself and start loving the food that you're eating while fueling your body properly and living a life that you've always imagined. I know you see it, all kinds of other people doing this, but that absolutely can be you as well. A hundred percent. And if you're someone who is struggling and you're listening to this, I want you to stop right now. And I want you to tell yourself you are done struggling. 2020 is your year. This is the year that you're going to feel your absolute best and have that positive mindset. And I encourage you to reach out to Mackenzie or I. We absolutely love helping you. We want to make sure that this is the best year possible for you. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to message people, message people like us. Cause like I said, we want to help you. We are here for you. And 2020 is our freaking year. Heck yeah. <laughs> so Mackenzie, tell everyone, where can they find you? All right. So you can find me on Instagram. It's going to be at MBP fitness with three S's or on Facebook at MBP fitness. That is with two S's. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like if you just go to my Instagram page, you'll probably be able to find her there. But definitely be on the lookout, you guys. Mackenzie and I are now in the same area, and we have so many similarities. So I know that together we're going to be able to do some incredible things. (laughs) So I'm so excited. But thank you again so much for tuning in. Please do us a favor, like, review, and subscribe to the channel. And be sure to share this on your social media platform if you enjoyed this and this resonated with you anyway. Mackenzie and I would absolutely love to hear from you. 